0: that purpose. Today we've got another solo episode. Like I said, guys, we're having a little bit of trouble getting some guests on using the software that uh, we need to to have guests on and do all those things, but uh, we will get back to your regularly scheduled guest programming uh, soon enough. Uh, We're going to have a pretty cool guest on uh, here in the next couple weeks, and then once we get some things nailed down, we'll get right back to it. But um, today I'm just going to give you, it's going to be a short episode. I I don't know how long it's actually going to be, but it's going to be just a really short episode, uh, solo episode. Of me kind of sharing some of my thoughts that I've had over the past couple weeks um, and then like I said soon enough we'll get back to the uh, the regularly scheduled uh, guest episodes but um, today I want to talk about this is a, this is an idea that we've talked about a little bit before but I don't know that I've ever gone in depth on my thoughts on it but I want to talk about raising your baseline uh, we'll get into what that means but I want to talk about raising your baseline and then course correcting after that. So, uh, first, guys, just a, just a heads up. Obviously, uh, we have the One Flesh episodes that have been dropping every single Wednesday. I uh, really, really enjoy that. That's all about marriage. It's all about uh, how do you find a woman, make her your wife, and uh, you know, raise a family. Uh, doing that and I think that's going to be really good for y'all uh, really good for myself, too I'm excited about the things that I get to learn when we start having guests on I've already had my mind changed on quite a few things uh, Just from the few people that we've had on to talk about marriage-centered topics uh, so far and uh, I'm really looking forward to developing myself with that and then helping y'all uh, kind of figure things out in the uh, <laughs> In the, the relationship realm and, and marriage. So anyway guys, uh, Let's talk about raising your baseline. Uh, you know, I don't always, how do I put this? Uh, I've had a lot of success in in uh, the physical, I guess my physical uh, attributes lately, like lifting, uh, losing weight, getting stronger. Uh, my, my cardio has gotten a lot better over the past, I guess, about a year. Honestly, about a year, but really, really in the past, maybe two months, honestly, two, three months. It is just, it is just skyrocketed, um, and I want to tell you a little bit about how I did that and what made that, um, how I made that change. And it wasn't all just me. I had a whole lot of help along the way. Uh, what happened was my, and we've talked about this. My friend and coach Nick Shelton uh, recommended me seventy five hard, and he said, "Hey man, I think you're in a position where you just need to." Uh, you just need to do this. You just need to develop a little bit of discipline, uh, and apply that discipline and and you're going to get the results that you need. And he was right. And so I did 75 hard last year around February 18th, and then, uh, continued on to do live hard, which is uh, 75 hard phase one, phase two, phase three. Um, so four phases of 75 hard that span a year. Um, and it really, really changed my life. I, I lost probably 35 pounds the first year, and I've lost probably another 30 pounds since January. Um, and the way that I did that is, number one, developing mental discipline, and, and that's not exactly what we're going to talk about today, uh, is, is how you develop mental discipline of, of going and doing the things that you know you need to do, despite, uh, you know, what may... Impede that process, but the the next, what I really want to talk about is is raising uh, your baseline. What do I mean by that? When you live your life a certain way, when you when you don't compromise on certain things like working out or eating healthy or whatever it is you might do, reading for example, uh, in your marriage, when you live your life a certain way for so long, that becomes your baseline. When you've accepted that that's what the standard needs to be. Uh, and you, you live that standard for months and months and months, what that does is it, it, it well, that's exactly what it does, is it creates a new standard. This is the way you live. And when you fall short of that standard, uh, you're still living better than the way that you lived in the past. And that's what I really want to talk about is, um, you know, when when we put that bar, and I'm having trouble coming up with my words, but when we raise that bar to such a significant level over, over a short period of time, what what really happens is you still fail, you know, you still falter, you still fail to lack discipline sometimes, you still uh, give in a little bit and and decide to just relax. But that's it's number one. It has way less of an impact than what it did when you know you your bar was still uh, pretty low when your standard was not high and you weren't getting the results that you were wanting to get. But uh, the other thing it does is it, it, it allows it to happen a lot less often. You know, when your standard is uh, a lot higher, well, then you perform at a at a higher rate uh, throughout your life. And so the the times that you're willing, we talk about mental discipline, the times that you're actually willing to give in and and not to perform to that standard are very few and far between. And when you do give in and, and don't perform to that standard, uh, it's not nearly as detrimental. So let me give you some examples since I'm having trouble uh, with my words today. Uh, You know, some examples, it might be when I was living wrong and not doing, uh, not doing what I needed to do. And to be straight, I was fat and undisciplined, Uh, just fat, undisciplined, lazy. When, when I was living like that. I would give in almost every weekend, almost every weeknight. You know, I knew I was supposed to be eating healthy, but I would lie to myself and tell me that, oh, this is kind of healthy, and I can I can eat this, and it's not that bad, and oh well, it's just one meal, it won't count. You know, it's it's not that big a deal. And then I would get to the weekend, and I'm like, man, I worked my ass off this weekend. I'll just uh, I'll just take it off. You know, this weekend I'm not gonna go work out on Saturday. I'll just uh, chill, and we'll do some barbecue and have some drinks, and it'll be fine. And it it was it was an every weekend type deal, and maybe not every weekend, but Uh, It was an every weekend type deal. And then when I would fall short on that, uh, I would drink even more or I would uh, eat even more than what I was supposed to. You know, let's say an average week for me was eating 3000 calories or something like that a day. Uh, Well, when I fell short, that would you know, that went up to 5000 calories a day or, you know, especially with liquid calories. Um, when I was falling short, I was really falling short, and it was happening so much more often because my standard was already so low. I mean, my my standard was... Uh you know, just eat whatever was convenient and try not to gorge yourself and work out maybe three times a week. That was, that was my standard. And so when I would fall short of that, it was just detrimental. It was not work out for a whole week or, um, you know, eat 6,000 calories a day for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That, that was when I fell short, that was falling short. You know, I still had a standard. I still knew it was wrong, but that was falling short and it was happening every single week. And you it just could not recover the, the times to where, you know, I would take one step forward and two steps back or you know there was a long time where i would take one step forward and one step back um i I wouldn't get anywhere take a step forward take a step back i wasn't you know regressing but i was definitely not progressing what changed what changed nowadays and i I guess i'm going to brag on myself a little bit but i this is the experience i've got um Nowadays, my standard is is way higher. Uh, I get up every day at 4.30 in the morning and I go work out. I work out twice a day. Um, I'm on 75 hard again. I drink a gallon of water a day. I uh, Typically, I go lift and then I ruck in the afternoons. So uh, my workouts are still pretty aggressive. Uh, Now when I fall short, instead of getting up at 4.30 to go work out, uh, maybe I sleep in until 6 and then I'll go work out in the afternoon. You know, I'm not... I'm not missing workouts because my standard is not only to do two workouts a day, but to do one at 4:30 and one at lunch. Uh, that's my standard. So when I fail on that, I still I still give in. you know sometimes I'm not as disciplined as what I need to be, but when I give in,' it's, it's not not working out for a week. It's oh, you worked out at uh, five in the afternoon versus five in the morning um, the standard is absolutely raised or when, uh, let's say, you know, my diet, I'm restricted to about 2,800 to 2,500 calories. And I don't give in on that. Cause that's, you know, a 75 hard thing. I can't give in on the calorie amount, but, um, you know, I'll say my protein amount, I typically eat about 200. I think my goal is 220 grams of protein a day, which is pretty high. I mean, it's, it's pretty aggressively high. Um, uh, And when I don't eat that, let's say, you know, I have a a rough day. I'm still within my calories, but I have a few more carbs and what I really want to have. Well, you know, let's say I don't hit the 220, but I'm still eating 180 grams of protein, which is way better than maybe the 50 grams that I was eating when I was fat and unhealthy. Um, Way better than that. And I'm gaining muscle. I'm losing fat. Uh, So even when I have an off day, I'm still eating 180 grams of protein. It's good. I mean, it's really good, and you know that's that's what I think about. And I and I you have to be careful. And we'll talk about this in the course correcting perspective. You have to be careful to not be like, oh, it's not that bad. You know, oh, falling off my standard is not that bad. Yes, but no, um, that's, you know, that's what I'm here to say is that by raising your standard, when you do falter, uh, it's not nearly as detrimental as when your standard was lower, but we'll talk about course correcting here in a second to where you can't get in that mentality either. You can acknowledge it, but you can't stay in that mentality. But, uh, anyway, yeah. How do you, how do you raise that standard? Well, the way that you raise that standard is you have to live a certain way for a long time. Uh, well, and I say a long time, you have to live for longer than what you want. Uh, you can't live really well for two weeks and then expect your standard to be raised and start failing. No, you cannot do that. Uh, it was about a year of struggle, and it, it was it was progressively raising the bar. It was raising the bar one inch and then, you know, raising it another inch and then another inch and then another inch. And then eventually your bar is, is 20 foot higher than what it was. Uh, it takes a long time. You know, I would say that from the date, I mean, I can tell you exactly what it was. It was February 18th. So, uh, about a year and what, two months, Uh, That it took me to actually get my standard to where it is now to where, you know, I don't miss workouts. I may do different workouts, which is still, you know, (laughs) I'm still there getting work in, whether it's a walk or a ruck, I'm still getting work in. And that's kind of what I'm talking about is raising the bar. I don't miss workouts anymore. And eventually I won't miss a ruck eventually, uh, I won't miss a CrossFit session. You know, there's out there, there's people out there that do CrossFit six days a week. I can't do that. I don't have that yet. Um, don't want to have that. I've got other ways to lose weight. Uh, but eventually, you know, my workouts will be that hard six days a week because I'm progressively raising the bar. And then when I don't, you know, if I fall short, when I don't go do CrossFit, oh no, I've only gone and done a two mile ruck with 60 pounds on my back. Oh no. Um, it's still a really healthy way to live. Um, and, and that's, that's, that's what you have to do. If you want the results, uh, if if you, if you plan on getting the results that you want, you have to raise your bar. You have to, because the way that you're living right now is not good enough. If the way that you were living right now was good enough, you would have the results that you wanted. Your bar is too low. That's a fact. Okay. So you have to raise your bar. And again, the good news is when you do raise your bar and you do decide to take a rest day, uh, it's going to be still 10 times better than, than your standard day. Now it's going to be 10 times better than where your bar is now. I mean, today, the day that I'm recording this, I am, I'm on a rest day. I'm not doing anything today. And that might shock people. But when I say I'm not doing anything, that means I'm going to the gym. I'm hitting, you know, three sets of five cleans and I'm doing uh, power cleans and I'm doing mobility stuff. I'm still at the gym for 45 minutes a day. I'm still sweating, uh, hitting the bike a little bit, but it's nowhere near what I typically do on a daily basis. And then, you know, afterwards, I'm going to go on a walk. I'm just going to go on a walk. No 60 pounds on my back because my traps and shoulders are killing me. Uh, My hamstrings are are gassed and I've got a whole week of working out in front of me. And so, no, I'm not going to go hit it hard today. I'm still just going to do two regular workouts. Uh, A year ago, that would have been I'm going to sit my ass on the couch. Okay, or a little bit more than a year ago. A year and two months ago, that would have been I'm going to sit my ass on the couch all day and watch hoarders or whatever uh, and eat shit. That's not what we're doing anymore. My bar is raised, and you need to raise your bar as well. You need to raise your bar as well if you wanna see the results that you're gonna get. The results that I want right now, my bar is not high enough for that. The financial results that I want, my bar is not high enough for that. The physical results that I want, my bar is not high enough for that. I still have to raise my bar. You still have to raise yours, okay? And again, uh, when you fall short of that bar, you're still going to be doing 10 times better than you were a year ago. This is not to say that you cannot fall short. You will fall short. It's, 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 it's impossible not to fall short. We're human. You're going to fall short. Okay. But when you raise your standard, falling short no longer means what it used to. I haven't drank alcohol in 80-something days. Okay. Do I think alcohol is completely bad? No. But I'm not taking in 3,000 calories strictly with, you know, you know, seven and sevens. That's not what's happening anymore. My bar is raised. So falling short on the weekend means eating a little bit too many carbs, but still less than 2,800 or 2,500 or whatever, whatever the hell my goal is at right now. I don't know. I just put it in the app. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's, that's all I've got to say on, on raising your bar. Uh, if you want the results, raise your bar. And then when you do fall short on a Sunday, Uh, It won't be nearly as bad as what it was a year and a half ago. Let's talk about course correcting because that's also a dangerous mentality to get into is oh, it's not that bad. No. Okay. You don't get to do that. (laughs) I know we just talked about it. That's the reality of the situation. Uh, When you do fall short of your standard, you need to feel bad about it. Uh, you do. And I know a lot of people may disagree with this. You know, a lot of people tell me this. I'll be like, yeah, it's a rest day. Or, yeah, man, I didn't really get what I needed to, to get done today. And everybody's like, oh, it's okay. You know, you're, you're doing fine. And I appreciate that. I appreciate the support. Uh, the reason we call it a standard is because it's something that you hold yourself to. Uh, you need to understand that uh, even while falling short is better than it was a year and a half ago, you're still falling short. And you need to hold yourself accountable to that. Uh, and you've got to realize that you're putting the bar, you're still trying to move the bar up and you can't move the bar up without doing more difficult things, uh, at a greater consistency than what you are now. So this is a dichotomy. Understand that you will fall short and understand that by raising your bar, falling short is not as bad. Also understand that falling short is bad. (laughs) It's not as bad. It is bad when your bar is raised, it's not as bad. It's still bad. Okay. It's still not good for you. You still don't need to fall short. You still don't need to say, oh, no rucksack. Uh, You know, we're going to go on a walk. You don't need to do that for five days straight. That's how you go back. That's how you regress. Okay. Uh, Be smart. Understand that this is a dichotomy. Understand that you can't just keep falling short day after day after day. Uh, you know what I like, and this is kind of an answer to, um, the fact that I'm contradicting myself in the episode, but Jocko, uh, in discipline equals freedom, he says, I, I don't, uh, the only thing that I procrastinate is taking a break. And if I wake up one morning and I really, really don't want to get up and I'm hurting like hell, uh, then I still get up and I tell myself that if I'm still feeling the same way tomorrow, then I'll take a rest day but we're still going to go work out. We're still going to get moving. We're still going to go through the motions. Okay. That's what we're going to do. Uh, I like that a lot. You know, yesterday I was feeling like ass. I did not want to go deadlift. I didn't want to do anything and did not want to go rock. Uh, I said, you know what, if I still feel this way tomorrow, then I'll take myself a rest day. Uh, note rest day does not mean not do anything. Just want to point that out this is an active rest day i'm still going on my 45 minute workouts i still did power cleans this morning still drinking a gallon of water okay uh i said hey look i still feel like ass tomorrow morning on sunday uh then maybe we'll we'll chill out we'll just we just won't do anything uh that's what we did so uh, don't think that just because your bar is raised, you now get to not meet that bar every single day or even two days a week. That's not acceptable. Uh, if you're going to procrastinate anything, procrastinate your rest days. Like Jocko says, I do again, that, that has helped me so many times because I'll, you know, feel like ass on Monday morning and I'm like, nope, can't procrastinate today. Uh, or no, I can't take a rest day today. I'll take one tomorrow. And then, you know, I get through that and Tuesday comes and I feel great. You know, I feel good enough to go work out. Uh, so I ended up never taking that rest day that I was going to. Uh, I pushed through it. I got through it. I raised my bar. Uh, and then on Tuesday I came back and and got back after it because I, I told myself if I feel bad on Tuesday, then I'll take a rest day. And I didn't feel bad. You have to be honest with yourself. Uh, so anyway, guys, those are just my thoughts on progressing, raising your bar, uh, Oh, let's, let's talk a little bit more about course correcting on how you know that you're getting far off your bar. You know, sometimes it's an active decision of, oh yeah, I'm going to uh, take a rest day today. Sometimes it's a little bit less active of a decision. Decision. It's still an active decision. You still have to take ownership of it, but uh, it's sometimes it's what we call like scope creep. Uh, scope creep is a construction term that says that, you know, once you get your scope of work says, hey, we're going to go and dig this ditch. Well, then slowly over time, things start to happen. And you know, little do you know, you're now uh, the ditch was only going to be six foot, but now the ditch is 10 foot. Uh, and then you've got to uh, do extra shoring for that. So you're paying for extra shoring. And then uh, they want you to come and dig this bell hole, bell hole over here. And then, oh, yeah, well, we're actually here. Why don't we just do this culvert? It's called scope creep. And what that means is the scope of work is is creeping ever, ever slightly. Uh, it, it does the same thing in, in a negative light to where you're doing less work and less work and less work. Uh, you know, when you go and on your diet, it's like, ah, it's just 20 calories. Well, it's, it's not that big of a deal. And I am known to do this. I don't log my typical limit for what I actually log is like 30 calories. Um, if it's, you know, if it's one thing less than 30 calories and it's a pain in the ass to log I don't log it. I don't care. Uh, I, well, no, I've logged 30 calorie stuff. I would say probably about 15 calories. I don't, I don't care about the spinach and all that shit. I, it doesn't matter. Um, but when you get towards the end of the day and let's say you've got something that's about 50 calories and that's going to put you over your goal and you're like ah it's not that bad i'll just do that and then uh you do that and then you walk by the candy bowl and there's just one little piece of candy and it's only 17 calories so you take that and then uh you walk by another candy bowl and oh well that's the snickers i you know i did really good yesterday i'll just take that next thing you know you're about 500 calories over your limit uh, that happens. And then the next day, the same thing happens. You're like, well, I had 2,500 calories yesterday, but, oh, maybe only 2,400 is is not that bad. And then the next day, uh, you're back up to 2,600 because you're just, you're gorging yourself and it's a slow gradual, uh, it's, it's a gradual, um, slide. It's, it's a gradual slide, uh, back into your bar being lower um i guess is the best way that i can say it right now not being able to find my words um how are we, how do we stop that you know i catch myself doing this all the time you know i am i i'm a smart dude sometimes and i can even lie to myself occasionally <laughs> I can make up some grand, elaborate lies to a lot of people. Uh, I can lie to myself sometimes, and uh, I know how to game the system, especially in my head, of, of justifying things to myself. To, to slowly let myself creep back down into comfort and back down into my bar being low. Uh, how do we stop that? One of the things that we, that we really need to do uh, to stop that is to set up objective measures for the way that you live your life Uh, one one of the things that i really like about 75 hard is it's not oh i'm just going to work out today it's no i'm going to do two workouts a day and they're going to be at least 45 minutes uh the the structure around my life is objective and you know what is a workout yeah i get that there's still some subjectivity to it but at least it's defining a time that you have to be there i have to go and be in that building for 45 minutes and do something uh, equivalent to a walk. At the very least, I have to be walking for 45 minutes. Um, okay, so uh, set up these objective measures for the way that you want to live your wa- live your life so that you know when you haven't done what you need to do. Uh, tracking, tracking your food. This is something that I fought for a really, really long time. And you know what? I lost weight not tracking my food, and I did successful not tracking your food. The problem is it's constant scope creep. (laughs) You know, when I first set out to do 75 hard, I said, I'm not going to worry about tracking my food. I'm going to worry about the water, the workouts, the reading, all this other stuff. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do no fried foods, no desserts. Uh, no, uh, the only thing I was allowed to drink was tea, water, and milk. Um, let's see. What else did I, oh yeah, no chips and queso. I couldn't eat any chips and queso chips and salsa. were fine. Uh, what, what, what else was it? I don't remember. It it, was, there was a couple different, uh, couple different things that that i could not eat because i knew what were giving me the most calories uh the most calories that i was intaking were from those things and i said instead of instead of uh you know tracking my food that's what i'm gonna do well the problem was there's still so many more calories to be had outside of that and when i started getting hungry i just found new unhealthy things that i like to eat and i still did pretty well um I, i mean shit i lost 30 pounds in a year 35 pounds in a year uh that's not super impressive but from where i was at it was a massive improvement um the problem was okay well are fruit snacks candy no not really or well i can eat chips and salsa so why don't i just eat 3500 calories worth of chips you know which is an exaggeration i get it but uh i can't eat chips and queso but i can eat chips and salsa so i will i will mow down some chips and salsa uh i was still within my diet And, you know, Andy says no cheat meals, and I didn't do really any cheat meals, but I didn't really calorie restrict myself very much at all because I wasn't focused on that. I was focused on these things that I knew would make me gain calories. So, and I did, again, I did well. I did what I was supposed to do. I mean, hell, like I said, I lost 30 pounds doing that. Um, But it it started to slow, gradual slide back into where I was at, especially once I got off the program uh, didn't have any sort of structure, objective structure around me to, to tell me when I was starting to slide. So uh, the point of this is, is course correcting is, is making sure that you know what you're doing, you know, how you're doing it. And you know, you have objective measures to tell when you're off base. Uh, so again, I really recommend people tracking their food. I've heard that it gives me anxiety. It gives me this and that. Yeah, I get that. I understand that. I understand the anxiety that you have when you're tracking your food. I had it for a long time. Uh, But the problem is you're just going to lie to yourself and continue to slide down into this hole that you're not going to be able to get out of because you have no idea how you got to this point. You know, when my diet slowly slid, uh, let's talk about the holidays. I wasn't on program for the holidays. I wasn't on the Live Hard program for the holidays. Technically, I can eat whatever the hell I want. Uh, Andy says, if you do the program right, then you're not going to be like that. Yeah, I agree. My bar was still way higher than what it was. I still wasn't doing what I was, but I was still eating whatever I wanted um, when I wasn't on program. So, uh, and, and again, how that happened is I said, I'm not going to eat any desserts on, uh, not going to eat any desserts for the holidays. Well, what is a dessert? What is a dessert? You tell me what's a dessert. Okay. There's a million different things that could be categorized as desserts, breakfast foods, whatever. Uh, there's a million things that aren't categorized as desserts, breakfast foods, whatever, that, uh, still have a whole lot of calories are pancakes, desserts. You tell me, I don't know. Um, that's. That's the idea. And I had no objective way to measure uh, what I was eating. And so come Christmas time, I'm just eating whatever the hell I want. I mean, it was awful. And you know, the good thing is my bar was raised, so I was maintaining. I wasn't gaining weight. Uh, I was maintaining. But that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to start losing. And so finally, finally, when I got back to tracking uh, in January, I could tell exactly what I was eating. And I know that as long as I'm honest enough with myself to record it, to put it in the app, uh, then I know where I'm at. And I know that I'm not going to slide past that number. Uh, you have to be honest with yourself enough to put it in the, in the app. And, you know, look, if you're just trying to change your life and you don't want to go on 75 hard, I think you, I think people do need to do the 75 hard. I think that everybody that looks at it and laughs that I don't know that they, I think they laugh because they don't think they can do it uh i think you need to go i need you need to go do it it's not just a challenge it completely transforms your mental discipline huge 75 hard fan it it absolutely saved my life um and i think everybody that looks at it and doesn't want to go do it uh, it's because they know that they that they can do it i know they can do it they think that they can't do it and so they look at it and they laugh and they say oh that's silly okay if you don't want to do it uh, if you think you're not in the in the place of life, which uh, little hint, you're never going to be in the place of life to actually do this. That's the point of the program is it's never going to be convenient for you. Uh, if you're not in, in the place in life to, to where you think that you want to do this, um, you know, this is what I do with my wife, you can still go over your calories, okay, there are days to where you might need to go to 3,000 calories or something like that, Uh, nobody needs to, but say you're just really hungry after a really hard workout, okay, instead of 2,600 calories, eat 2,850, I get it, I understand, that doesn't mean you're going to put on a pound of weight, Okay, go over, but just make sure that you're honest enough with yourself to track that. And make sure that at least six out of seven days, you're under that number. Make sure you stick to that number. At the very least, you track it. And then secondary, we're going to try to stick to that number. And if you have to go over, you have to go over. I get it, okay? A lot of this anxiety that comes around with tracking is because... um, the, the goals are, are mismanaged. The The idea is that, oh, I have to be under this number no matter what. Yes, if you're on something like 75 hard, you do have to be under that number or whatever your diet is. Uh, but if you're just living your life, uh, the, the first goal is to track it so that you're honest with yourself. The first goal is is self-awareness and self-honesty. To say, no matter what I eat, I'm going to put it into this. And I'm going to be able to look at it and stare my results or you know stare my sins directly in their face and say, okay... Uh, You had 3,000 calories today. That's not good. But at least you know what you had. And at least you can avoid sliding into that hole tomorrow. Um, So, guys, I'm I'm rambling a little bit, but uh, like I said, guys, raise your bar. uh, Raise your bar. Raise your bar up. How do you do that? You do hard things consistently for a long time. Okay, you do progressively hard things consistently for a long time. And then when you fall off that bar, it's not nearly as bad as what it was a year ago. Uh, and, you know, I laugh. Sometimes I do laugh because the reality hits me. The reality hits me quick because, you know, again, when I miss a morning workout, I'm pissed. I'm like, damn it, I should not have slept in today. Uh, slept in till six. And, you know, now I'm going to have to do my workout at five, at <laughs> five in the afternoon. Um, and then I just laugh at myself. I'm like, dude, like, you know, you need to hold to the standard, you still need to get up at four thirty in the morning, but uh what how my how times have changed that uh you, you know, being a piece of shit and falling falling short uh is now just doing a workout in the afternoon. That, that's it, it's just amazing and, and you know, sometimes I have to laugh. Uh so so do that guys, raise your bar and make sure that when you do fall short, uh you're still winning. You're still getting your wins in, okay? uh next is, is course correcting make sure that you have an objective way to tell you when you're getting off course uh and a plan to get back on course so that's all i've got guys i'm not going to bore you with any more. i uh, really appreciate you listening like i said I'm, I'm really really trying hard to uh get back to where we can have these remote guests on and i can give you the content that you want this is not going to be an easy process it's not going to be easy. And I'm talking to myself right now that, uh, it's not going to be an easy process. I want this podcast to be uh, huge. I want everybody to, to get value from it. I want it to solve all these problems that, uh, I think you can solve, but it's not going to be an easy process. It's going to be a grind. So I appreciate, appreciate y'all being, uh, being here with me on that grind and, uh, hanging out and listening to the episodes that I'm dropping by myself, uh, in anticipation for, uh, better content in the future. So I appreciate it guys. Thanks.